Hi, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Um, so DC recommends cancellation of mass gatherings mass, amid coronavirus mass response. Gatherings. Yeah, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that. Would, do they define mass? More than 100 people, I'm, I'm guessing? Uh, 1,000 people. 1,000? I bet you that number gets uh, lower and lower as the weeks churn on here. Stock market's down. Thousand points today. Yeah, today. I, they just officially declared it a pandemic. The the WHO. So it's a pandemic. The CDC, one or the other. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. So that's not good for the stock market. But you know, we were way over. I remember when the stock market hit twenty one thousand. I was like, uh, this feels this feels overextended. <laughs> this feels yeah. temporary. And then it was like twenty nine thousand last month. I was like, um, okay, no. So it's you know, what are you going to do? It's an interesting time. I'm, I'm super curious and pessim- I'm becoming more pessimistic uh, as to whether or not I'll be traveling to the UK next week for a conference I'm supposed to have. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, dude. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I've been traveling. I, I was in Texas last weekend for a wedding, Florida the weekend before that. Literally nobody was wearing a mask. I was hypervigilant about washing my hands, having Purell, making sure everything was clean. You know, airlines were packed. Airport was packed. It was crazy. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be like that for long. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. It, it truly is. Uh, now, I, I tend to agree with you that things are heading that direction, but you know, you just you just don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't. You don't know what you don't know. You know, we're we're not Italy. We we aren't. We're we're a different country than that. Do I think that certain areas of the United States could? Could turn out like Italy, uh, yeah, like you know, California well, may, Washington State, yeah. perhaps. But do I think the entire country is going to be like that? Eh, probably not. Mm, We're a huge country, no, probably not yeah. the country. But um, New York has a quarantine zone now. Yeah. And what do these quarantines really mean? As far as I can tell, in Italy, it's pretty voluntary. We're not looking at a, a China situation in in any Western democracy. Yeah, yet. sort of. Yeah, yeah. Even if that's what's needed, even that's if, in, if that's like the right call to slow this thing down. I just don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Crazy. I don't see it happening in in the states. Um, I, like, I don't see it successfully. No, <laughs> like going well in the states. Right. What I I um, feel like what's what's likely to happen is that eventually people get tired of making any effort and. People get it and people die. And that's, you know, people that will die that otherwise wouldn't have to if things were more controlled and better managed. But I don't think that it's going to affect day-to-day life in any meaningful way in a long term other than lose the loss of your loved one, you know, perhaps grandparents or older parents or whatever. Uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting. And this is coming from somebody I've been following the coronavirus pretty closely since like beginning of January. I actually stocked up on, on rice and 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 all the goods uh first week in january because i read it uh as a source of news is <laughs> usually not the healthiest place to go but the, it is usually one of the earlier environments that like it's true uh things viral <laughs> for use i don't have a better word to use in that but like viral things on the internet tend viral. to occur first on reddit uh compared to everywhere else. and yeah uh, coronavirus uh, has been it's one of good those. it's good for amping Amping you up very quickly. Yes. Um, in this case, probably for the best. Yeah. Um, I was I was in the coronavirus subreddit when it was fewer than a hundred thousand people. It's now got eight hundred nineteen thousand people in it. Oh, dude, that's crazy. It's insane. Uh, um, yeah this this is nuts. Um, so 
have you uh, heard of anyone other than me, or have you lost any work because of the coronavirus? No work directly. Nobody uh, that was previously booked has come to me and said, we need a cancel or reschedule anything like that. Nothing like that yet. I did have a client meeting the other day. There were already red flags occurring in the meeting, so my hopes weren't mm-hmm. high that they were going to book. Uh, but they did say at the end of the meeting they were ready to book, and I sent them the contract, and then I got an email the next day, yesterday I suppose it was, asking, hey, if we need to cancel because of the virus, can, can we? And I, right. I basically peddled my normal reply. I, there's no special circumstance via the coronavirus that is going to give me the ability to have a full refund across the board, including the deposit. I told them, you know, you will certainly be relieved of any outstanding balance due, but the deposit's non-refundable either way, unless you reschedule to a date I am currently still available for. And if I am still available, we can reschedule to that deposit will transfer. No problem. But if you block in the date that you have that it's not refundable, I I can't control that. So that's just the way it is. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I do feel, particularly bad for event photographers or people that have a significant amount of income doing events on the side or what have you. What has your story been like, Nathan? So, so far I have had, um, so in March and April, I have like a couple of like annual events that I normally shoot. What kind of events? Are these like big conferences or like annual? Um, yeah, there's a, a big conference and a um and sort of it's kind of a weird thing where i'm like following around a bunch of research students while they go meet with senators and stuff right um oh at the capitol both yeah at the capitol Mm -hmm. yeah they go around to like various like senate buildings and like uh, not the supreme court but they'll go into um yeah like house and senate buildings and meet senators and staffers and whatever um, so that event canceled. They were like, they're coming in from like California or something. And they're like, we're not coming. Um, but the bigger bummer is there was a, uh, well, it's not confirmed yet, but there's a, um, a big conference that I shoot a two day conference that I've shot. I shot last year for the first time. And they booked me again this year and it is a major, major job. And it's, and they like email me being like, Hey, what happens if we cancel or whatever? Okay. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> because it's. Um, I think it's it's a huge event. It's like a th- definitely over a thousand people. Oh, and um, I'm very worried that they'll they'll cancel. I mean, it, I'm fine if they do, but it's just that would be a huge chunk of income gone. Well, and um, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. You know, people stop spending money. Other people stop spending money. But yep. th- you know, you're not going to buy perhaps the canon r5 and the lens that you otherwise would have right. um, you'll probably just get the r5 now like the the i'm yeah far more than i'm worried about getting sick and having like you know manual military quarantines and all this oh, i'm far yeah, more yeah. concerned yeah about the, the the ripple effects on the economy because it's it's going to be brutal uh, it is going to be I'm brutal. Not, again it's i'm also not brutal. concerned about the stock market and neither should you or anybody else really in their 30s or 40s be hyper concerned about that if you're if you're concerned about your retirement money um you should already have been more conservatively invested and yeah <laughs> it, yeah so like this is actually a really great thing for us i feel like i was always a bit resentful that i didn't have more money to put into the stock market around 2010 when the market was really really at its yeah. lowest like that sucked to miss out on that now perhaps as we 
hopefully do not stop. Hopefully you've got your retirement and long-term investments automated in, in, in that you're putting in money automatically every month. Do not stop that right now. Absolutely keep that up or you will be yep. just like me resenting that you missed the 2010 market. <laughs> uh, at the time, again, I wasn't not putting it in. I just literally had no money to put in. <laughs> I wasn't right. earning as much as I am now. And I'm excited to just Stay the course. I'm adding as much as I was going to add. Do not try and game the market. Do not, uh, I mean, unless maybe you buy more than you otherwise would have, do not try and buy and sell your way through this time. That is yeah, the absolute is, worst that idea is you could. Going yeah. to back. If you're not professional, which nobody listening to this you're is. You're not. <laughs> um, don't, just, just stay the course and think of that as the upside. I do feel bad. I, I have a feeling a lot of people currently retired or, you know, older in age probably never re-diversified their retirement fund to be more conservative because right. it has been such an insanely amazing market the last 10 years. I bet you they're, they're feeling the impact of that decision now. And that's a little scary because if you're retired, you're, you're going to need that money in the next 10 years. And who knows how this is going to shape, shape up how quickly, but you and I, we've got 20, 30 years <laughs> for it to uh, rebound. It, it, yeah. Others don't. So it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating though. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, you know, I just don't see that many people maybe completely canceling, uh, like family sessions or engagement sessions. Like I don't see that. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I just got literally, literally like 30 minutes ago, I got a text from a person who I just shot their proposal, actually. We can talk about that in a second, since I vowed I would never do that again. Um, <laughs> and here I am doing it. Uh, so check this out. Also, I'm well aware I haven't paid you yet for the engagement session. Uh, and I'm a little concerned this whole coronavirus thing could blow up and keep us from flying to D.C. there in Dallas. Let me know how you want to handle that if that comes up. So, yeah, I'm already looking at a potential like April engagement session. Uh, not happening um, or moving or something. Okay, that's fair. But you do have a wrinkle in your situation in that they are flying in. And, yes. oh, man, yeah. uh, I just have to say, I, I really hope photographers that specialize in destination or oh. photographers that live in a destination whose clients are mostly that have diversified res- revenue streams. I, this, this could be an interesting year or two, seeing how you know, professional, well-run, self-employed photographers have their business set up versus people who are not very professional <laughs> and have just kind of yeah. uh, improvised their way through this whole thing. Like, I just, yeah. I feel for those photographers, man. It's uh-huh. going to be a tough time. I, I, I mean, particularly, I have friends, uh, close friends in Italy that mostly have Americans or mm-hmm. Chinese as wedding clients. It's like, Same. Uh, you know, assuming that we kind of, ride this pretty awful pandemic wave out and come out the other side with like a vaccine and everything comes around and the world goes back to something like normal. This is going to be a extremely valuable learning experience for future photographers um, to look back on these events and be like, whoa, here's what we should have done completely differently. Um, here's, you know, here's what we you know, here's what we did right. And here's what we did wrong. It's going to be very eye opening once it's all over. Like I've seen, I'm on a couple of Facebook groups and people are all over the place saying, Oh, I'm, I'm losing gigs here and there. Like, um, I was on Reddit the other day that was like, Oh, I, I would be totally screwed. Some guy was like, I would be totally screwed if I didn't have an emergency fund. 
Um, it was on the personal finance uh, subreddit, sure. so not not specifically for photography, but for people that work for themselves, it's absolutely imperative that you have some kind of emergency fund going on. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of people who are like, what am I going to do? The answer is set up an emergency fund a year ago. Um, <laughs> the other thing, uh, you know, it's, I'm going to be, I'm sure, growing more and more frustrated and is, is the... <laughs> It's impossible to know how much work you're going to lose, uh, yeah. like potential work that you know could be coming. I, it's it's going to be very frustrating to see everybody who, without the coronavirus being a factor, still would have not booked or booked as many as they would have. Now blame the coronavirus as a reason right. that they right. aren't succeeding in photography. That is mm-hmm. going to drive me crazy oh, because yes, it's, be, it's like, guys, oh my goodness, yeah. And then <laughs> and then watch the entire uh, like you know attack on those people as as business and entrepreneurial entrepreneurial coaches try and uh, you know get the con- try and convert those people into clients to coach them through business and oh, oh, whatever. It's just you know. The internet, in a nutshell, it's, it's getting it's getting to be too much. And <laughs> at the end of the day, you just got to keep your head down, keep your hands clean. Uh, I I have a feeling photography for people that have local weddings, you know, the vast majority of my clients, thankfully, that mm-hmm. have local weddings, local venues, they will continue with their weddings, and and probably photography will one, will be one of the last things to go. I, I yeah. think a lot of people, you know, when you've been working a year planning. People will will understand and be totally okay with grandparents not traveling in and all of that. To the, yep. I, I just can't imagine people completely rescheduling or canceling over this unless it becomes you know incredibly dire or there's an outright ban on gatherings over a certain amount. Uh, that's the only real. Even then, I can't imagine it lasting more than a Even couple the, months. Yeah. I hope, dear God, I don't know what it's going to look like into the summer, but I don't have a wedding for another month and a half. So I'm kind of like, all right, I can ride this out. But yeah, uh, personally, I do feel bad if anybody, again, event or, yeah, or otherwise. I mean, this is like, this is the, the I wouldn't say peak season for events, but this is like when events start really hitting uh, oh, yeah. end of March through yeah. April. Like, yeah. This is, it's big time. Um, yeah. And yeah, April and, and, and May and beginning of May too. I usually have some, some events and stuff. I'll also be incredibly um, curious. I remember who was it? Oh, I was watching again, like you, uh, a Facebook discussion thread of somebody who was saying, yeah, you know, I've got a, a wedding photographer business with a bunch of associates. It's not just one person they have to care for. They, they actually have people. And they're like, we, we normally take deposits of incoming weddings to pay as, 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 you know, a part of the accounting to pay for current salaries and current photographers now. And first of all, that seemed like a giant red flag to me. I don't know why you would ever take any deposit money, even if it's non-refundable, uh, to yeah. pad your current liabilities. Y- that, that seems like use a, a silly, yeah, silly thing, even though it can make sense when, you know, money, cash flow is running uh when cash flow stops it's you're you're, you're screwed <laughs> like what are yeah. they gonna do i just don't understand i don't understand uh that business model but i'll be curious uh, my point in bringing that up is for those small businesses of videographers and, and wedding photographers that have associates and other employees to account for godspeed <laughs> <laughs> yeah godspeed. it is going to be very challenging um for this business of photography um, to exist with lots of, lots of, um, 
employees or associates or whatever that are on the payroll and not and not making money. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be intense. Yeah. It is. Um, and yeah, we're just going to have to follow this as it, as it comes. Um, I have four outstanding contracts right now. I'm like, please, please let one of them sign. Please, yeah, please <laughs> they're not, they're, please all of book. them are like later in the year. So I have to believe yeah. that they will, but, uh, you know. Right. But we, okay. Like here's the problem though. Let's, let's just go down. Let's just assume that, uh, we get, I mean, well, if we get into like world war Z territory, then nothing matters anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. Stock market went down 2000 points in one day, largest loss ever. Then it went up a thousand points the next day. Damn. Now it is back down a thousand points. No one cares about stock market. Yeah. No, if, I realize if you're a normal that. Person, However, it just doesn't matter. What we're looking at though is we're seeing the, we're seeing knock on effects in a big way. And they, and those are just going to compound. Um, for instance, in New York has, has canceled all of the events, uh, through April for their convention center. So if you think about it, one of Abby's friend, one of Abby's friends like works at the convention center. So she's not working for like a full month, two months Goodness. guaranteed Wow, that. And all think of all the, there's like thousands of people that work for the convention center. Um, I've, I've run some like big audio events at the DC convention center. And it's like, there's a lot, there's so many people involved in that. Those are tons of people that are going to have to find different sources of income and that are going to have to like figure out emergency plans. It's going to have like, there's, there's all kinds of things about like schools, like if school, cause schools are going to be closing kids that were at school. Uh, some of them very poor don't necessarily have a way of getting lunch because they get lunch from school these all these knock-on effects especially for the poor are going to be really really rough yeah of course the stock market the rich people are going to be fine um but (laughs) well no i'm not i'm not saying uh the stock market is to be ignored again i think a lot of people that aren't rich that are retired and living off their investments are probably in in a pretty tough pickle right now as they, yeah. most people don't haven't bothered to diversify to more conservative funds because they don't want to feel like they're missing right. out on the crazy market. I, I'm not saying that, but you know, as a general yeah. day-to-day existence that we all live, I, I don't think the stock market is, is a good kind of metric for everything's going great. Everything's going poorly. No, <laughs> uh, it's not. You know, it's not like I have doubled my wedding business even though the stock market has doubled since when I started my wedding business. <laughs> right. So anyway, it can, but you're right. The knock on effects are real that, that the cancellations are the biggest thing to keep an eye on. And, and the schools, you yeah. know, those are, yeah. Schools are like thousand per- person conferences every single day. I'm curious. I, I guess there's one thing to be grateful for and that many schools, this is sort of the, the general time of spring break. Again, of course yeah. there is no like, national holiday of spring break so it's it's all over the map but everybody can kind of massage their cancellation to maybe wrap it into a spring break week that was already planned for and that that can help the blow a little bit but i don't know have you seen any studies or any discussion other than like you know rhetoric from the government or trump or somebody about warmer climates and how it has spread or not in like for say no for example mexico yeah okay I'm just curious Not, if no. as, as things warm, if, if that could slow. Yeah. Down. All of, 
All I've heard is the president of the United States go on a talk show and say that it'll probably go away in April because. So let's not even address that. Yeah, that's not even worth uh, paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All that to say, yeah, after this all blows over, um, the prudent photographer that works for themselves should start immediately saving um, an emergency fund of basically at least a month, preferably two months of average income yeah to just sit there yep um agreed uh but you should have that for any part of your life honestly you need more than one month because uh it's not just going to be one time in your life that you know you have a a fatal interruption like this hopefully not fatal but you know a a life-changing catastrophic yeah yeah like it's it's bound to happen more than just once like you need i don't know generally they say six months I don't even have six months. Uh, like that's that's one of those things you always hear everybody say that they do. But I, I bet that the vast, vast majority of people do not have six months of living expenses. Like ninety nine point nine percent. Again, unless they're it, just rich to begin with. But yeah, it took me and Abby about a full. I think it took us basically a year and a half of like pretty, pretty rigid budgeting to. Um, come up with 30,000 bucks just to sit in the bank like yeah. just and that's that's close to six months but we want another 15 in there um so we're going to be trying our best to put that uh, another 15 in by the end of the year and it's going to be really really difficult um depending you know it could be really difficult depending on you know if I have any other big cancellations, but, uh, Hey, I just booked a wedding. That. <laughs> yes. Huzzah. There we go. There we it's go. October. All right. Yeah. Let's get this. Whew. There we that go. That's good. Anyway. Yes. Um, you know, and it's, it's such a tough balance. So I have over, over the course of, um, the last like two or three years, uh, as I put, a ton of money in my retirement account started Mm -hmm. to mentally sort of, I mean, retirement funds, they are liquid. You do get a pretty steep penalty if you withdraw before you're actually 65 or whatever the retirement age, but like you can withdraw from them. And so I have started to perhaps hopefully not, but to to my detriment sort sort of started to think of that as a, you know, last ditch. If I had to, I can access that, you know, six figure account and and scrape away to Mm -hmm. survive. But I think what you're, you're saying is the better approach to have stuff that isn't invested and committed for one needs to be, unfortunately it needs to be, well, you can put in a savings account and let it yield like a couple of percent. That's the trick. It's the trade. There's always trade-offs and it's such a tough balance. Do you trade off the potential growth that could be fueling your retirement, uh, you know, to be more fruitful or sooner or, and, and, and with the potential to tap into it, if there was a dire emergency, or do you keep the money, you know, in a savings account where it doesn't grow, but is there with no penalty if, and when more likely when, uh, but if perhaps you need it, uh, it's a tough balance. You know, I don't know how you, I'm sure somebody yeah, has an I'm, answer. Somebody listening right now is yelling the name of some financial guru they listen to on their, you know, podcast immediately before or after us. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all about lifestyle and, and where you, you sit in, uh, comfort and what stresses you, what keeps you up at night. You know, if, if, if having all your money in a retirement account still stresses you out, even though it's liquid, but the, like the penalties and the idea that you're taking it from your retirement stress you out, then yeah, do what you're doing, uh, Nathan. But yeah, 
Um, for me, I, it's been like it's a slow, definitely the safer bet. Yeah. But, really should have both. But again, it's like, you, yes. you do want money to grow. And once you're above $10,000, it's like that's serious growth. You're missing out on, uh, if it's yes. not invested. So it's a tricky, yep. tricky thing, but you know, <clears throat> I was trying to think what job would I feel the best about having right now? And honestly, I, I have to say, I think, I think owning a lawn company would be just about the best situation because you're, you're walking around all day, one house to the next. You're, you're like in your mask and your like lawn, you know, suit anyway. People still need the grass mode. Uh, you know, people it's do just need cheap the grass enough that mode. people aren't going to like cancel their lawn mowing, at least not in my neighborhood, cancel their, their lawn work from, from happening. I'm, I'm really curious what other jobs other than like maybe it workers or somebody who's strictly software based and work remotely. Right. Like anyway, I'm curious what other jobs uh, would be. I wouldn't want to be a trash person. Say that you touch a lot of stuff. Nope. Um, yes. Coronavirus all over that trash, <laughs> but yeah, lawn care probably pays really well. It's not enough that people would cancel it. And, uh, you don't actually have to interact with anybody. You show up, get out of your truck, zip it up for 30 minutes, and then, uh, you're back into the next lawn. There you go. That's yeah. uh, a, a fair point. Fair point. What else is going on? Oh man. So I just got back from a wedding in, uh, Texas, San Antonio. Nice. Yep. Uh, which was fine. It's great. So uh, stayed with my friend Tucker for five days he's got two kids took some photos of them for fun and photographed this wedding and the wedding did have a noticeable uh corona impact they were expecting about a hundred a little over and they got about 80 so that was interesting okay uh but everybody was happy high spirits all good nobody was sick that i could tell hopefully cool and uh yeah you know i'm trying to think the last time we talked we were still on the uh, star wars uh review cycle so was that our last one was our last one it's been a while oh man yeah i've seen a few great movies since then but we don't have to go into that uh other than i did just see one last night uh, i'll mention in case anybody's looking for something as they self-quarantine themselves in the next couple weeks uh it's called yesterday and it's the idea of this guy struggling musician it's an hbo exclusive i think struggling musician um it was released in theaters oh okay well, it's on HBO. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It was released. Yeah. So HBO didn't commission it then, but, uh, it was awesome. Do you know? Well, I'll say the premise just in case people don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, guy struggling musician. Nobody likes his songs. There's like a weird cosmic interference with the planet for about 15 seconds. Everybody's knocked out. He wakes up, uh, power grids come back online and, uh, it's discovered that he's the only one and he's the only one aware of it. Uh, he discovers the Beatles have never existed, but he still remembers all their songs and is able to quickly, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you could imagine, create a, an entire catalog of music of Beatles songs and become super famous and popular. And it's just through that whole story. It's really, really great. I thought it was just such a great premise I think it for sounds like an awesome premise. Even if you're not yeah. a Beatles fan, which I'm not, uh, it, it's such a great uh, premise for a movie and I I'll loved it. Forgive you for that, I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I respect the Beatles. I know what they did. I'm, I'm all for them. I just don't like their style of music. It's just that's fine. It's not for me. That's fine. Nobody's perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool idea. I just recently saw Parasite. Oh, you know, um, I wonder how much that movie is getting uh, views it otherwise would not have, purely based on the like, stroke of luck of their This name. isn't about the coronavirus. Yeah, literally nothing about sickness or illness uh, other than mental, perhaps, in, in that movie, but it, it must be making bank. 
the illness that is capitalism, uh, I think is the main, <laughs> the main parasite, uh, or the main, the main, uh, yes. point. It's a really, really cool, really weird Korean movie, um, by the guy who did the host, which is one of my favorite, uh, pseudo horror movies. I'm not, I'm not even sure what it is. It's kind of genre bending. He also did Snowpiercer. Yeah. Great director. Bong Bong Joon Ho. Oh, I did just watch 1917 yesterday. Oh, isn't it so good? It's really good. I watched uh, the whole I love movie, that movie, and then I don't remember the last time I did this. I sat down and watched the entire movie again with the director's commentary, and, oh, and cool. they have a third version with the uh, cinema uh, director of photography commentary. So I might. Oh, really? Yeah, an entire oh. entire new one, uh, dude. Yes, that that would be cool. We should we should watch that together, actually. Yeah. That would be awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. It was a great movie. Amazing movie. Such such a cool idea, too. I mean, it's basically kind of got that indie movie pre- um, premise of just, like, two people going from point A to point B. Sure. That's yep. it. That's the whole movie. Two messengers trying um, to get a message <laughs> uh, to, the, to yeah. the recipient. And I will say the one... Okay, spoiler alert. So if you're if you're thinking about watching 1917, close your ears for the next 30 seconds. Uh, and I'm not giving away any actual spoilers. It's just that when I, I had heard previously that it was like a one-shot movie, like it was a continuous no-cuts yeah. movie. So the entire time I was watching it, it was always in the back of my head or the, the forefront of my head, oh, was that a cut? I'm looking for the cuts the whole time, right, uh, which right. sort of I wish I had gone into it not knowing that. Because I think I would have what they intended for it to be when making it was that you were unaware that it was, uh, you know, a continuous blend of shots. They, they always described them as not, no cut or blend. They don't soft describe the movie. The director said this explicitly. He never coined the term one shot because uh, it wasn't intended to be that. It's just they smartly blended yeah. one scene to the next in a way that was totally continuous and imperceptible to the viewer where you wouldn't be thinking about it or even aware of it as you're watching. Um, Mm -hmm. And the one thing I really respect with any film that has really long takes like this is as somebody who does a lot of editing, you know, for simple talking at the camera videos on IGTV or whatever myself, it is absolutely mind blowing to think about how many uh, rehearsals the actors must go through because they are, they are self editing in their delivery. So much of of good movie making goes into leaning onto the editing tools of, of being able to, to really dial in and sharpen the timing where the actors really didn't get it or maybe it wasn't realized in the moment what the timing should be to make it the the best take. Exactly. And that and it's all in real time. You don't get that <laughs> in yeah. this film with long takes. The actors are self editing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing. A marvel. Uh, uh, it's amazing. Totally. There's no other it's word. Like for Birdman. It. Like um, Birdman. Like Birdman. Like any mean, movie that has a long take or a series of long takes. It's you don't think about oh. that aspect of it, but their timing and delivery has got to be so yeah. well thought through because. You just don't realize so much of what needs to be done. And uh, there was one re- that's one reason I think the movie was a bit long compared to others. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel long, but when you look at it, no. the, the runtime, it's like two hours or more. I think they can't really cut much. What are you going to cut? It, it's got to yeah. blend to the next take or it doesn't work. So Yeah, yeah and I think, I think that probably the director sort of allowed for that and just said, like, hey, we're just going to get – I mean, in a lot of ways – yeah, you, know, you plan out the scenes, you plan out the the lengths of everything you rehearse, but yeah, with a with a movie like this, what you 
what you end up with at the end of the day is what you've got because you're going for that concept of a of a sort of singular uh, time frame. Oh, and I, and uh, I just remembered. By the way, tell, yeah. tell me if you think this is a good idea. I'm logging in. I'm downloading a bootleg version of this film, and I'm going to do a like one minute speed up, like super fast speed of just speeding the whole thing up because it's a, it's one continuous take. So if you speed up oh. an entire movie, one continuous take, what's that going to look like? I don't know. Could look really cool. It right It'll now. probably look like woo woo woo. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Um, I interrupted your thoughts. Sorry. No, that's that's fine. I was just yeah, just basically saying that movie's awesome. Oh, what I was also going to say was um, Children of Men was kind of like the most uh, talked about modern, yeah. the first sort of modern feature film that included a humongously long shot. Um, Uh-oh. are you familiar with that scene? Having audio issues. Oh yeah. Sam, I cannot hear you at all. Scrunchy robot. I'm going to call you back. Don't stop recording. If you can hear me. Can't hear you at all. Okay. Lesson learned. Don't yeah, open that- DaVinci resolve video editing software, uh, while <laughs> microphone audio channels are being used for other things. Sorry. Uh, uh, I didn't catch the last part. You said uh, Children of Men. So Children of Men is kind of talked about as the sort of modern... Well, plenty of movies had done like a long, a very long takes before that- Children of Men. But Children of Men was kind of the the one that people talk about a lot lately as being kind of the the movie that... Made, made it a thing. It was like the first... Yeah, it was the first I was aware shots. of as like... Holy crap. Yeah. It was the first, I think, ever that did a, a shot of that length if, and that complexity through an entire building and out. Kind, kind of. Yeah, basic. I mean, yes, basically. There were, there. I, I was reading up about this recently, and there there have been longer shots pr- okay. in movies prior to this. But like static um, on a tripod? What fact, was the complexity of, the f- of them? I'm, you know? Right. Not yeah. not very complex. Uh, not, not as complex as like having like a tank yeah. and like... <laughs> bunch of soldiers and like screaming babies and and so going from I an indoor to outdoor reading location. about that mm-hmm. shot yeah and they only they did two takes of that and the first take didn't work like wow. they were like they they did it and um like it was right near the end and the director was just like cut and he was like we just we didn't get it and they had to come back and reset Ooh. everything um and it needed to like they had to come back on another day to do it because it took so long to set up, set up the shot. And they were like, we don't have any other time than this one day, this one shot to actually do it. And so the second take that they did, you know, is the one that you saw in the film and they, they nailed it on the second take, but they were like, if we, if they didn't get it on the second take, then they would have had to completely rework mm. the whole scene. Um, Cause I think they had run out of time at their location or something like that. And contracts were getting long and yeah, was, I mean, you're, you're working with I just like find the, actors guilds yeah. and like all these like standard. Yeah. Oh man. I can't imagine how that was Crazy. the other thing. So with 1917, it was like, I'm, I'm assuming the scene in children of men, it was daylit. It was lit naturally. They didn't light scenes yeah. because you can't, unless they were interiors, you, you can't 
put lights anywhere because you need to go one or three sixty, and uh, yes. they, they literally can't light scenes. So they were waiting, like they had a, in a lot of the behind the scenes shots, uh, or, or they had a couple of behind the scenes clips, not just commentary, but like actual footage from the sets and all that where you saw equipment. They were there were times they were just sitting for like thirty minutes waiting for the clouds to come back. I'm just like story of my life as a wedding photographer, but I just couldn't imagine doing that with you know a crew of hundreds of people or however many waiting. Uh, and they said what they would yeah. do in those downtimes is just rehearse the entire, like rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yep. Crazy. Just rehearse. Yeah. If you're on the clock, just rehearse. Oh man, that's, it's, it's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I just really loved 1917. I think it's one of those movies that really pushes the boundaries of what's possible. Um, in a very, very straightforward way. It wasn't like, I don't know. It's, I, I just love, I just love it when, when movies, and that's what I think I love about movies in general. I was talking about, uh, movies with Benit the other day and the difference between movies and these sort of like 10 episode episodic miniseries right. like that Stranger are, Things. you know, become popular since Game of Thrones yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I recently watched High Fidelity, the new series based on the movie that was based on the book. And it's great. So great. Cool. Awesome series. But it's, it's just interesting to, um, it's so interesting to see that in my opinion, movies are going to be here to stay. Um, they're not going anywhere. And because there's movies can do what no other medium can do for some reason, condensing a whole story into two hours or a little more, a little less, there's something magic about it where you can have just a single, even just minutes with a character. And through all of the production and all of the writing and all of the acting, those characters become whole worlds. I mean, I'm thinking about Star Wars, but Mad Max too. I mean, just think of the character of Furiosa. Like, she's like this incredible, like, amazing character and she was on screen for like you know an hour or two and um, well i i would disagree a bit tv can't can't, but i I think grab that i think books really do a better job than than even movies because some of the onus is on you and your own imagination so I, i think books emotionally actually can be a stronger vehicle of storytelling because you're building so much of the world visually in your own head, even if it's described like in detail, it's still, you're going to have a very different picture in your head than the next person. Uh, so I, I know what you're yeah. saying. What I think movies for me personally, why they're so much more compelling is the the technical aspects of like marrying the mm-hmm. art and the technology to create this perfect thing that, that exists. Books yeah. don't have much in, in the technology uh, uh, realm going for them, unless it's a book about something technological or futuristic or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's uh, pretty crazy. Uh, cool. Well, uh, I got to run. I got to go uh, have another client meeting, hopefully, to book another wedding. Lock it down. Lock it down. Uh, what do you got going on today? You busy? Today, um, going to the grocery store to pick up some more supplies. Working on my website and trying to get it done oh, this week. Got time. So okay, still, still in, still in uh, <laughs> construction under construction. Okay, cool. Well, but uh, yeah, and working on some music. Which nice. are you working on I your music? On some music last night. Yep. Nice. Yeah, uh, our friend Greg gave us a challenge. Oh, I didn't read to, that. 
but I'll write some. I'll, I didn't. What? I'm not good at text. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, sorry. Greg sent us a text like okay. a week Listeners ago. Listeners don't know Greg. Okay, <laughs> I'll play some music. I'll read the text. Okay, okay, bye. bye.